Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we make sure you know there's more going on than you can see or hear. If this podcast episode helps you, would you consider leaving us a review on the app or platform you're using to listen? We appreciate it. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. And now, your host, Larry Ragland. Welcome to another episode of The Big Picture with Larry Ragland. Get ready for your life to be changed. Share this podcast, follow this podcast. Now let's get into it. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome in. Tonight's uh, broadcast is going to be called Let's Talk. And uh, we're just going to talk about a few things tonight. Going to share a few things off my heart, uh, on my heart. And that's that's what I'm going to do in this broadcast. There's going to be sometimes I'm going to be doing some teaching. Of course, most of the time I'm going to have guests. We have a studio that we we're working on and building here. We're also going to have a, a guest uh, online uh, from anywhere in the world. I've already got some people lined up. That's going to be some tremendous, tremendous shows tonight. I just want to talk about, you know, we're, we're in a situation in this country right now where there is just, uh, you know, the word um, pandemic. I don't know how this is going to work. If that's going to get me triggered uh, uh, on <laughs> probably get a little blurb at the bottom there that you see on all these posts. Uh, but I'm going to have to be able to say that word. Uh, but, you know, I think there's a pandemic of fear. There's certainly a very real virus is very real. I've said this in our church and I say this uh, truly from the bottom of my heart. I, I've lost several people and uh, that we love, that we know to this disease. And uh, many of you have probably everybody here knows someone who has uh, succumb to this. Uh, but I also believe there's also a pandemic of fear uh, and it is gripping uh, this country. It is gripping this country, uh, not just when it comes to sickness, but when it comes to the economy, when it comes to the state of government, uh, the state of the education of our children. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things that we can talk about. You know, this is one of the things that people are just absolutely uh, scared to death about. And that's, you know, when they go to the stores, they're seeing the empty shelves. And I don't know where you're watching this in this country or around the world, uh, but I believe this is probably pretty common all around the world. And, and people are wondering, how am I going to be able to feed my family? How am I going to be able to uh, provide for the things that that I know my children, my my spouse, and and even yourself individually needs. Um, but you know, you we are the children of God. We are the remnant. We we you hear that word? It's almost a catchphrase now. But that word remnant is is a very powerful thing that you got to get down deep inside of you. We've got to be the ones that stand up uh, when you see these kind of things and and you know look at it. We we can't accept this as a new normal, y'all. And you know, there's all kinds of. Uh, suggestions of what the problem is, whether it's tied to the pandemic, tied to the supply chain, uh, tied to all kinds of different uh, policy changes and and all these different kinds of things. But, you know, I love this graphic here. You know, we are the remnant. We are supposed to be operating in faith and not in fear. You know, very, very uh, powerful verse that everybody knows. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and, a love, and of love and a sound mind. Sound mind. I want you to say that over your life right now. Sound mind. Uh, because that's key. Uh, depression is on the rise. We see suicide on the rise. I mean, my goodness, we're, see, we're even seeing it on the news now. We're very wealthy, famous, um, seem like have the whole world in their hands are committing suicide. One of the greatest tragedies I've seen lately is the beautiful lady that uh, won, I believe, Miss USA and uh, living in a nice luxury, high, high 
uh, Rise uh, condominium. I believe it was in New York. I'm not sure, but just everybody in her family said she just seemed to be fine. Left a note, left everything to her mother, jumped off her balcony and killed herself. Now, that's just horrible. That's just heartbreaking because you're talking about families that are left behind. But but what I want to say to you is that, you know, people are always pursuing money, pursuing larger homes, pursuing all this kind of stuff. But that's not where happiness is. Happiness can only come from the peace that's in your spirit. Tonight, I just want to do something, and I don't even know if it's going to work um, because I've, I've, on, I've only tested it on my phone. I haven't actually tested it live. So we're going to test it live and in color here. Um, so I've uh, given the number to a couple of people. And uh, so the first one that, that if you're listening, Delane, I, I think you have the number and then I'm going to put it up for everybody else that might want to call. Uh, try to call in that number now and let's see. Let's see what happens, brother. Let's see if I can bring you in and uh, let's talk about a couple of things that are going on. Delane, are you there? Hey, yes, all right, man. Listen, you're live and on the air, man. I can't believe this is working. This is so cool. What? What? <laughs> the hey. Bishop Larry J. Ragland doing live TV there? Live and in color, baby. Woo, this is awesome, man. This is so awesome. So, I can't believe it. Th- th- I can't believe it. I'm still thinking about the Hayfield, man. Come on. You're from from a little Hayfield in Selfville, Alabama, and now we're all over the world. Wow. Wow. All over the world. Right now, we're talking all over the world. And, and how fitting is it that uh, – that I'm talking to Delane McCurry. For those who don't know Delane, Delane and I have been uh, best friends since we were around, around five or six years old. We've gone through all 12 years of school at the wonderful Warrior High School that no longer exists. And uh, and then for – Go Indians. That's right. And then now we're in our fifth building, 28 years of ministry of pastoring Solid Rock. Delane's been, Delane has been with us from the beginning. He is the dean of our Bible college, and he's just he's just a tremendous, tremendous man of God, tremendous friend. So, Delane, uh, it's just awesome to have you on the line tonight. What, what do you think's going on, man? And when, when you see... Um, when you see the empty shelves and you and you see the the fear that's happening all around us, give give us a uh, just a word tonight of encouragement of of how you're dealing with it, how your family's dealing with it, and maybe just something that the Lord has put on your heart for this moment. Wow, man! I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've said it a few times. I think me and Michelle have talked about it several times that. If we did not know the Lord right now, yeah. I, I, do, I can understand people jumping out the building. Yeah, say it. I mean, there's so much insecurity out there right now. Yep. There's so many just just unknown. Yep. And I think that that's what creates such anxiety. I mean, when you and I grew up, you know, we, we always was looking even, you know, into our teens and then into our 20s and even our 30s. Yep. We, were, we were looking for the, the, the coming of Jesus Christ, but we never – felt what we're feeling now. No. We never saw the anxiety and the unsure, you know, just not knowing. I mean, you know, we went through wars and and, and I know they went through World War Two and, and that, that generation probably thought terrible things, but I don't think anybody has ever felt the kind of anxiety that we're feeling now of just not knowing, you know, one day to the next what's gonna hit us next. That's exactly and right. I think because of that I think because of that, it's opening up people's minds to just say, you know, I'm, I need maybe take one more look at what I've heard my whole life. And certainly in our state, um, most people in, in our state have heard the gospel, but I think people are really, really 
starting to say, you know what, this is this is not like anything I've ever dealt with before. I've got to have some answers. I've got to have some peace. And at the same time, you know, those who have known it all their lives, yeah. are it's almost like it, there's a turning away yeah. as well as a great revival. It, it's it's so yeah. odd, but yet there there the word of God is coming to pass, just like what we what we read about what happened. Yeah, and I'm, what I'm seeing is more and more as the days go by, you see you see it on YouTube, you see it different places where many of the prominent, we were talking about this the other night, you and I were, some of the, the prominent atheists, agnostics uh, that are very influential, many wealthy that have spent their whole life mocking the faith. If anything that's come out of this, while we see people in the church that's been in church all their life, quitting church. We're seeing some of these atheists begin to say, I'm no longer an atheist. I'm, I'm beginning to realize there's got to be something greater than what's happening in the world. And, and I truly believe that there is a turning, there is a shifting, you know, Hebrews chapter 12 says everything get once more. And it's, it can only happen, you know, once more, uh, is going to be speaking of the last time because, you know, if it's if it was talking about something a, a thousand years ago, then it's no longer relevant to us. So Hebrews chapter 12 says there's going to come a shaking on a generation that is come the on. final generation. And, and, it, and it says it's very specific. It says, and everything that can be shaken will be shaken until that which cannot be shaken <laughs> remains. And I'm telling you, the world is shaking all over the place, empty shelves. Uh, people are walking away from their jobs. People are losing their jobs. And fear has got a grip on people who do not have the right foundation. But I'm telling you right now, I see uh, a great, great, great revival coming. Now, now I love what Pastor Miles uh, Rutherford uh, said. He said, I, I got some bad news about this remnant that we're preaching about. It's much, much smaller than we ever dreamed. And then he paused and he said, but I got wow. some good news. It's much, much more powerful than you ever thought it would be. You know what? The, the thing is, is, you know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And what Jesus preached, he says, I've come for those that are sick. And as, as the Pharisees who thought they knew all about God, were rejecting him, the people, the Gentiles, the Samaritans, these people from other countries were accepting him and receiving him. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. These big time people, atheist people who've never believed in God, I believe this this last time revival is going to grab those people. Yes. And the people that have been church and churchy their whole lives are, are they're the ones that's not going to be pulling up to the table. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't worry, brother. I'm going to have you in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's my radio voice. Can't wait, man. All right, man. We've been reaching the world since the 90s, though, brother. That's true. That's true. When we was in the little white building, didn't have but 20 people. Our motto was a local church with a worldwide vision. All right. So Come I'm going gonna, gonna to jump All off right. here and give somebody else a shot. Thank you, thank you for calling, Delane. And we're talking tonight about faith over fear. We're talking about faith over fear and we're praying for people. We're encouraging people that everything is going to be all right. Are you there, brother? I'm here, man. How hey, you doing? Man, I'm excited, man. I tell you what had back to back Delane McCurry. And now I got the legend himself, Chris Owensby. Now, where are you at tonight, brother? I am in Amory, Mississippi in the ninth week of revival here. The ninth week yeah, of revival. Uh, ninth week, yeah. We had the it, it started back this last year, and it's 
continued. There's been a few a few uh, times where we had to break for a few days, but uh, God's done amazing things. Families have been saved. And wow. People have been filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, and a lot of great things. And boy, I love what you and, uh, and Delane were sharing. I want to say, man, this is excellent. Coming through great. After calling you, I got to figure out how to get back on the app, though. Other than phone call, <laughs> so you're going to have to teach me how to do this. But I'm, I'm so excited about this opportunity, and uh, it's, it's amazing. Well, I'm, knowing the journey that you're on, yes, sir. I mean, the the opportunities are wide open. Uh, I'm wide open to God. I, I just people have been asking me what is what is the focus of this channel. Of course, we're going to have some some very key focus things uh, that that we're going to focus on, uh, but we're also going to just leave it open to the Lord. If we want to come on here and talk about uh, current events, if we want to come on and uh, do some teaching. Of course, of course, we're going to have guests like yourself and others coming in. Chris, uh, so when you, you're, you're a pastor, you've been pastoring for so many years and the topic tonight that we're talking about is the condition of the world that just as fear has gripped. So you're preaching in different states still, uh, not just in where you live there in Mississippi. Are you seeing the same spirit of fear uh, everywhere you go? And and what is the state of the church where you're going? I'm seeing what basically you and Delane were sharing. I'm seeing the results of this great shaking. Uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing fear, but I'm also seeing people rise up and with passion and a heart for God in different kinds of a way. I'm seeing desperation, but I'm also seeing the great falling away. Yeah. So everything that the Bible prophesied about the end time is coming to pass. And yep. You know, ten years ago we would have never figured it would have happened quite like this. No. But isn't it amazing how? Everything could change so quickly. Yep, that's right. And that the, the word of yeah, go ahead. No, you're you're right. Everything can change so quickly, and and you know the pandemic and what has happened in this world on a global scale in the last two years. I don't know how you feel, Pastor, but I feel like it has accelerated every path that we were already on this, this just sort of come to me the other day. I'm thinking it seems like everything is just turned upside down and there's just a new way, a new normal is what they're saying and all this kind of stuff. But the truth is we were sort of on a trickle on our way. The church was the state of the nation. The state of the world was already on the, on the way uh, to um, an apostate uh, style of thinking uh, in theology and so forth. But then all of this happened and it just was almost like pouring gasoline on the fire. And I think that it has just accelerated a lot of things and exposed a lot of things that we had thought we were keeping hidden from everybody else. I agree. I agree. And it, it's, it's revealed hearts. It's revealed where people really were and are. And, you know, I have been, pleasantly surprised by some people that I had no idea just how strong their commitment was. Yes. And I've had my eyes opened by other people that I thought were way more committed than what they were. Yep. And it seems that they were looking for an opportunity to find an exit. Wow. But we've got to focus on what we have. Yeah, that's right. You know, that doesn't mean we, we just write people off. The realities are you can make whatever excuse you want to. If you've chosen to be on the wrong side of this, you're the one that's left the church. You're the one that's left God. Yep. You're the one that's gotten out of God's field. 
Yep. God didn't run you off. He made yep. a decision. Yep. And the reality is that decision was already being made before everything hit the fan in 2020. Yep. You're exactly right. I, I, I was in a gun barrel straight mood tonight, so I'm going to kind of just chew on my lip. <laughs> <laughs> One of those kind of nights where, where, where it was just, I don't know. The Lord did some wonderful things tonight, but I, I just feel God speaking so, so clearly to us about the urgency of the hour that we need to be all that we're called to be. We don't have time for cycles of backsliding. Yep. We don't have time for uh, side roads and foolish tangents. We've got to focus and about the master's business. And if you've ever gathered your family, it's time to do it now. You ever consecrate, it's time to do it now. And not out of not out of a wrong fear. Yep. But out of a godly reverence. Absolutely. You know, because God our, our Father has a gift that's the spirit of fear, mm. like the world has. My God. But it's a it's a reverence, it's an awe, and it's uh, you know, power loving the sound mind. And I I'm I'm saying that to believers that are the choir, but some of the things we we hear and know, we really need that K N O W really know mm, mm. intimately in an hour like this. But anyhow, I just I just wanted to call in by by your your nudge and invite and just say how much I appreciate this wonderful avenue of opportunity. I don't know if somebody else is trying to call in. I don't want yeah, I don't want to hog anybody. I have got a couple of notes of some folks that are going to try to get in here. And this is this is a raw way of uh of doing it, but I think it's working good. Uh but man, uh Pastor, I love you. You know, you and I have been together. Uh, you preached my first revival for me in 1991, and you've been one of my best friends forever uh, since then. And I thank God for you and your beautiful family. And me and you now, we've, we've lived a lot of life together, but now we're living the Papa life together. Come on now. Exactly. I started to say something about it. And you know what, Larry? <laughs> 37 Come. years ago today, wow. I preached my first public message. What? Seven years ago today. Thirty-seven years today. ago today, you preached your first message. Today. Wow. What? On a list of thirteen people in Alpharetta, Alabama. Man, man. A little country church. Man, and to have and, uh, to have you here talking to the people on our debut broadcast. I mean, that's just absolutely perfect timing, brother. I love you, Bishop. I love you Thank too, you, sir. Man. You have a great night. Tell the family we love them. They're waiting on you. The crowd's waiting on you. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Hmm. I wonder. I wonder. I'm having way too much fun, y'all. This is awesome. Is that my son, Austin? Yes, sir. This is cool. Oh, come on. Man, are you loving this or what? This is awesome, man. This is great. For those that may not know Austin Cruz, um, Austin is our worship leader here at our church, uh, and he is – uh, just a tremendous, tremendous young man of God, a uh, husband and a new father, and uh, raising that beautiful son of theirs. And uh, he is a graduate of Ramp School of Ministry. He's also a graduate of Ambassadors Bible College in our network and is one of our ambassador teachers as well. Uh, and, you know, to me, he's just a spiritual son, one, one of my absolute top sons that, that God has given me in, in our life. And he's always an encouragement to me, but tonight, uh, Austin, you called in, you called in just not to talk to me. Now you called in to talk about the subject tonight. We're talking about, uh, faith over fear and the condition of the world that we're in. Uh, uh, so, so what, what are you seeing, uh, in your, 
immediate family? What are you seeing in your job and uh, in, in around you and um, people that you of your age? Um, you know, you're uh, are you a millennial? I can't remember. What are you? Uh, I am Gen X. Gen X. I'm a I'm a millennial Gen X. I'm a hybrid. Oh, you're a hybrid. Okay. That's yeah. that's weird. Like that... I was around for like Blockbuster, but not. <laughs> okay, we, that's that's going to be a show that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have Paul Begley on with me, and yeah, we're gonna talk about the hybrid generation. <laughs> so that that's gonna be great. Man. So so talk talk to me about uh, your feelings of <laughs> of what you're seeing in your friends, and you know, and you know, just get as bold as you want to get tonight about what you think it's going to take to shake some folks. One thing I'm seeing just in the world around us is, and this is something we started to see in our youth group first, it was, you know, there were kids who had to come because their parents made them come and um, they just got dragged in there and some of them wanted to be in there, some of them didn't, but it, it started sifting out over the past two years that kids we had never met who had no affiliation with us just started coming. And I believe that people were just, looking for something real. I mean, people started to see through the the cracks of yep. what the world is telling us, what governments are telling us, scientists, whatever you name it. And people just wanted something real. People didn't want to be lied to anymore. And yep. for their whole lives, they, they thought that the church was lying to them. And I think a lot of things are coming to light of what the Lord was speaking of in, in these last days. And whether this is <clears throat> a last day event, whether this is it or whether we have a long time to go, um, this is something that has sifted out a lot of the garbage and the lies and has exposed the thing that we used to put our trust in. And I think the one thing that remained is the rock that will always remain, and that's God. And, yes. and people ran to some people who, who haven't ran to him in years, some people who I never thought would ever even speak of him are now speaking of them. People who... Yep hated the idea of him are now asking me to pray for them Wow! and wanting, wanting to know about our church and wanting to know about our ministries and just asking questions yeah. um, that they never asked before. And I've seen in my coworkers and my family and my friends. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think it's just what you've been preaching about, but everybody's been talking about who has ears to hear it. It's the remnant. Yeah. It's yeah. the people who've been thrown away, tucked away and told that they didn't, fit a certain mold or certain standard. And now that mold and that standard is gone. Yeah. Yep. I mean, pastors had to learn how to be pastors. Come on, come on. Oh my goodness. What a word. Wait a minute. 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 Hey, did y'all hear what the man said? He said, pastors have had to learn how to be pastors again. That's a powerful word there, son, because let me tell you, it's technology that we're using tonight, it's awesome. But it has, it quite frankly, it has ruined a lot of pastors and it has turned them into entertainers, turned them into performers. Yep. And they've forgotten that the word pastor means shepherd. That means, you know, it, let me tell you something. If your pastor does not smell like sheep, you need to find a new pastor. If he's untouchable, if his entourage brings him in, his entourage brings him out, and and he don't never interact with any of the sheep, you need you need to understand he he might have been a pastor at one time, but now he's an entertainer. And I don't mean that to be uh, you know mean, but that's the truth. That is absolutely the truth. Do you find Austin? Do you find that? And I think this is what you were alluding to that your your generation, and even more so the generation that you and Monica, our youth pastors, are teaching. 
teenagers and high school students, do they seem to have a group because of the world that we're in now and all the access that they have in front of them? Are they able to filter out the fake greater than my generation ever did? Um, yes and no. Okay. <clears throat> I feel like um, there were there are two ways to look at it, and there, there were there were two major authors who would predict what the world would come to, and one of them was Orwell. Yeah. To where nineteen eighty four would be so deprived from people that we'd just be stupid. And, and zombies and the other one, I forgot his name, who, who said there would be too much information. There would mm. be so much information that we couldn't handle it. That there would be no process. There would be no filter. There would be nothing that would be retained in us. So um, I, I see a lot of that <clears throat> more so than a, a deprivation of information. And I think the overload has kind of just, it, it's really where you get your source from. I mean, teens and, and children, young children have been targeted for specific information and specific agendas and it's all they think it's all they breathe and, and if they don't have the right people at home teaching them or the right pastors or the right peers um sadly a lot of them fall into that and they, they don't know how to process even the gospel without looking at it through this tarnished tainted political crap wow uh, that we see and, and it's really hard a hard barrier to break through but that's what the holy spirit overcomes that's what the gospel overcomes you can't win somebody's soul by intellect. You can't yep. win their soul yep. by information. You yep. have to just let the spirit of God move in them. And that's the realest thing that they're experiencing. Yep. That's right. My wife wants to say something. Hang all on. right. Come on in here, Monica, say something. Is it all right if I say something real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. This is our youth pastor and, and the wife of Austin, Monica, go ahead. Okay. So kind of going off what, Chris was saying how things are just so rapidly changing. Um, it's often that I've talked about this the most in our youth group is that when I was in youth group, which wasn't long ago, I mean, 10 years ago, wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Um, but that was like the thing to do. Like that's what kids did in high school was they went to youth group and they hung out together and every single week there wasn't just, Oh, we'll go on Wednesday night youth group. It was, Monday night, we had, you know, drama practice. Tuesday night, we had small groups. Wednesday night, we had youth groups. There was something every single day of the week. Absolutely. And I think what's happening in our younger generation is that there's so many distractions um, that they're being forced to filter out themselves. And like Austin was saying, if you don't have the guidance and the leadership in your life to help you filter that out, you're just kind of fending for yourself in this world of nothing but distraction. Yes. Um, and it's even really hitting Austin and I's generation. I mean, we go to dinner and we see parents ignoring their children because they're on their phones. Right. Sticking tablets in kids' faces to just distract them so they can do what they want to do in that moment. And I think that, like Austin said, yes and no for kids being able to see the fakeness, but we're we're so distracted by what social media is showing us every single day that we're not able to filter things out unless Mm. we have people who are able to kind of pave that path for us to begin with. So 
Yes. That's kind of where the youth is at right now. It's hard to get them into the building unless you bribe them with like pizza and video games. But the ones that want to be there at our youth group, we don't bribe them. They just show up because they want to be there. Well, that's Um, that's the definition of remnant. Yeah. Right. I'd rather have eight kids who want to be there than 50 kids I have to bribe to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Because the ones that want, the ones that want to be there are going to be the ones that make the impact on the ones that you can't reach in the building, and that's what that's what right. we have lost, ladies and gentlemen, is discipleship. We have lost discipleship. We have become uh, an entertainment industry, and we have lost discipleship. And what the equipping is when you come, whether it's on a Sunday morning, a Wednesday night, a Tuesday night, whenever you have a service or Bible study or whatever at your church, we have lost the reason why we gather. We, we care more about lights and, and smoke machines and all this kind of, I'm not against any of that. We got lights, we got screens and all that at our church, but God has been speaking to me more and more and more about discipleship and, and equipping. So when we come, when we come to, to our church, when you go to your church or wherever you worship, go with an excitement to be equipped for the ministry because the, the, the harvest is not coming in, in the church services or the youth group meetings. The harvest in this moment is going to come out in the marketplace. One of the things that I'm seeing, yeah. and Monica, I'm going to let you go real quick, but thank you all for those comments. Those are awesome. I love you guys. Thanks. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to say this um, as we get ready to close tonight. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing, and here we are on this platform of YouTube and Facebook and everywhere else in the podcast that's going to be coming out from this broadcast, I am beginning to see some of the world's most prolific thinkers, philosophers, um, educators, and most of them have spent most of their life as professed and even some of them as militant atheists and agnostics. More and more, we're beginning to see, and I'm beginning to watch these videos, and they're literally not holding anything back. They are saying things like this. I've been an atheist all my life, and I no longer consider myself to be an atheist. So now, they're not saying I'm accepting Jesus Christ as my savior. Some of them are, but many of them are leaning in, in that direction. Uh, and I've been praying for them because I believe that th- this is a generation that, that needs to hear educated, highly educated, highly intelligent thinkers choosing to serve Jesus Christ. And, and, and when they have that radical conversion, I'm telling you the revival that's going to come around this world you're going to see it. Mark my words right now. There's going to be, an, there is already begun to be an awakening, but that awakening is quite frankly, not really even happening inside the church doors. That awakening is happening in the world, in the system. People are getting sick of it. They're getting tired of it, but the word of God tells us that, we, that we're, that's the last generation. That's where it's going to be. It's going to, it's going to be as in the days of Noah. It's, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. So in the natural but when we look at it and we remind ourselves that uh, that God has given us the answer and God has given us not a spirit of fear, uh, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And, you know, and so, you know, think about that. You have to speak that over your life every day and you have to decide 
maybe you're not a pastor or a preacher, an evangelist. Maybe you're not on YouTube. Maybe you're not all these kind of things. But I'm gonna tell you what you are. You are an influencer. That's that's that big word they use now in in the in social media. Influencer, influencer. Well, let me just tell you the influence. The biggest influencer in the world is a father and a mother and a brother and a sister and a friend and a coworker. That's the kind of influence that really matters. It doesn't matter if you have 150,000 followers and likes and all that kind of stuff. That might generate you some self-affirmation, and that might generate you even some income and so forth like that. But the truth is, what we as believers, we're in the game for eternity. We're not in the game, and we're not doing this, and we're not serving God for the immediate gratification. We are thinking for eternity. In this world, eternity is in the balance. Thank you all for being a part of this broadcast. Uh, I know it was a little chaotic. I promise you it's going to get better and better. It's very, very important that you follow us on the podcast, The Big Picture with Larry Ragland. Just search for that uh, on your podcast app, The Big Picture with Larry Ragland. Follow us. Rate us. Give us five stars. And, uh, and then uh, share it and so forth. That would be awesome. Invite other people to come on here with you. Praise God. You know what we're doing? We're making church great again. Praise God. Y'all have a great night. We'll see you on the next broadcast. Peace out. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Big Picture with Larry Ragland. Make sure you follow this podcast. Give us a five-star review and invite someone else to join us on The Big Picture. And remember, God is working and The Big Picture is what you need to focus on. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Big Picture Podcast. We hope it helped you, encouraged you, and empowered you. Please consider leaving us a review on your app of choice and share with family and friends. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake.